it was early summer 2022 and I was stressed out of my mind. But this was a time I should have been at the happiest, most excited in my entire life because I was about to become a dad for the first time. But but that was basically what was making me so stressed. I knew we'd have to get a bigger house further down the line and I also wanted to make sure that my wee boy wouldn't want for anything. I wanted to make sure I could provide for him so I was putting so much pressure on myself to make shit happen. And as a freelance writer and journalist, I decided I'm going to get all of this extra freelance work on the side and earn some extra money. So I was listening to all of these different influencers out there in the, the freelance writing space, and they were all saying the same thing, basically to send out tons of emails to lots of different businesses trying to get some clients. So I must have sent literally 100 to 200 emails every month for about three months and I was getting nowhere. And I was actually so close to spending nearly £2,000 on an online course that would teach you more about this pitching and emailing and trying to get clients. But something within my gut was telling me that this approach just wasn't right for me and it was making me so frustrated. So at that point, I decided to flip the script and I signed up to this freelancing platform where you advertise your services and then businesses come to you to pay you to do work for them. One of the first clients I connected with on that site is Amanda Foley and she's today's guest on the podcast. Going back to that connection with Amanda, we started talking about human design, something that she's an expert in. I was telling her about my situation with writing and she explained to me how things hadn't been working previously because I was not in alignment with my specific human design. So to give you a quick overview of what human design is, it's basically a roadmap which shows you how you best operate in this world with all your specific characteristics, personality traits, all your strengths, basically giving you clarity on your purpose in life. And what's most valuable about it is that it gives you different signs when you're in alignment with your design or you're out of alignment. And if you're out of alignment with it, then different areas of your life are not going to go to plan. You're going to experience a lot of struggle. And in my conversation with Amanda, one of the first lessons she taught me is that my specific human design type is supposed to respond to life rather than always trying to be really busy and make shit happen all the time. And for me, that just sat so well with me and it was the way I definitely wanted to approach my business. So I took Amanda's advice and I stuck with this online writing platform rather than me chasing clients all the time. Fast forward nine months and my freelance writing has totally taken off. It's gone through the roof and life is so much easier and so much less stressful. So for me personally, human design has been a bit of a revelation and the more I dig into it and learn about my own specific human design, the more it begins to blow my mind. But listen, I'm not an expert in all of this stuff, so that's why I got Amanda on the podcast today, so that we can chat all about human design, she can give you an intro to what it's all about, the key elements to learn, and then she's also going to show you how it can benefit your life. And then Amanda is also going to show you how you can access your specific human design chart to learn more about yourself and how you're best 
designed to operate in the world. And then at the end, we'll wrap things up with some tips and resources from Amanda. Okay, let's dive into it. Okay, Amanda, human design. This is one I'm really looking forward to talking to you about. I've been planning this one for a while and we finally got you on. So let's just dive straight into it. Can you talk through the basics of human design? Definitely. So thank you, first of all, for having me. I'm excited to have this chat. I know we've had like a lot of human design talks offline, so it's fun to get to do it with you here on the podcast. But in short, human design is is called the science of differentiation. By that, it means it shows us how we're uniquely designed to interact with the world around us, how we can live our best life, achieve success, fulfillment, you know, whatever that means to us with less resistance and struggle. And the way it does that is by giving us permission to be ourselves instead of who we think we should be. Because I think we all live in a world where, you know, we're sort of told who to be and what to be. And this is a tool that I know for me personally and for so many other people, it's it's really empowers us to live authentically and release ourselves from a lot of the conditioning that, you know, and expectations that I think are placed on us just by the general world around us. And so we can find our chart and and you we say we run our charts. I have a, a free chart on my website and also geneticmatrix.com is my preferred place to, to go. And that's the program that I use when I'm looking at people's charts. But essentially, our design is based on our birth date, our time, our location, and it feeds us back this sort of crazy looking but amazing little map that gives us a visual picture of our energy. And it can show us themes of our lives, genetic predispositions, and that's all just based on the fact that we're imprinted by these teeny tiny particles of matter, the time of our birth. And that's based on the positions of the planets and the collective energy that exists at that point in time. And so there's actually a scientific facility in Japan that studies these particles. They're called neutrinos. And it works sort of like a behavioral or personality profiling tool. Like a lot of people probably have heard about Enneagram or Myers-Briggs. But it really shows us how we're meant to operate and move through the world. But it, it's a lot more objective. It, it means really entirely objective because we don't have to answer any questions to get to the results. And so with personality tests, we're answering questions from our mind, which was affected by our conditioning and, you know, what we think we should answer, what we want the result to maybe look like in our subconscious. And so human design's objective in the fact that it's fixed, the results don't change, and it eliminates that gap between who we think we are and who we really are. And so, you know, once we know our design, we can choose how we want to experiment with it from there. There's high and low expressions of all the different parts of our chart. And really, you know, it impacts the, the path that our life can take. And this is where things like epigenetics and quantum physics come into play, because we're literally looking at like a choose your own adventure story is how I like to think about it. And how we express our design affects every element of our lives from our mental well-being, which, you know, I, I feel and I think you probably agree also impacts our physical health how we navigate our relationships, find fulfillment and success, and really determine what that means for us without external, you know, influence. And then it lets us just take our power back because it shows us where we're meant to shine and live our best life and, you know, and without the need to feel like we need to do it by anybody else's standards. You put that so well. I mean, even me trying to think about how I could explain human design at the beginning of this, it's just, it's that complex that it's hard to put into words, but one of the key things I think for me from it is that, yeah, it is about that authenticity, becoming the real you. And then I suppose a lot of the main teachers 
when it comes to human design, talk about the not self, about how we, through our conditioning and things that happened that happened in our past, a lot of the not self and the shadow comes through. Can we talk a little bit about that just now? Yeah. I mean, and so that's another thing that, you know, what I'll say is that human design also gives us these little, I don't know, pinpoints or breadcrumbs that we follow that can help us sort of see when we're in and out of alignment. And when you mention the not self, you know, each type, and we could talk a little bit about the the key elements of our, you know, of design in a moment as well, but each type has a not self emotion or it's like a signature emotion. And so, you know, for you and I as generators, when we're feeling satisfied, we know that we are in alignment. You know, we're, we're operating more in our gift state and the higher expressions than our shadow. But if we're feeling frustrated, you know, it's it's just sort of like a little trigger for us to say, okay, what is out of whack here? And so I think when we understand that about ourselves, you know, the other types have different different ones, whether it's, you know, projector could be feeling bitter or a manifestor might be feeling angry. And so they all have a different element of like a signature emotion, whether it's yourself, you know, in the, the high expression or the low. For me, it's just so nice to say like, oh, I'm feeling frustrated. What's wh- What's wrong? Or what do I need to address? What am I saying yes to that I shouldn't? To me, it just gives us these little places where we can just kind of check ourselves. And I think sometimes we're doing that like, without having something really concrete to base it on. Like we're just knowing we're having an emotion. But I think when we can identify why we might be feeling that way or have the, the reason to kind of take a look, I don't know. To me, that's like very, very helpful, maybe as a generator, because it gives me something to respond to. I like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To explain to anyone listening for the first time, they'll get their human design chart. Mm-hmm. based on their date of birth or time of birth and where they were born. Within that chart, there's a lot of different elements yeah. within it. It can get quite complex and you can dive into a lot of it. But what are some of the key elements that someone should look at at first to to get a grasp of who they are and how they should apply themselves in the world? Yeah, and so you're right. The, the chart looks really complicated because people are, you know, we say, oh, well, where do I go run my chart? And I want to learn about this. And I always kind of say, well, listen, you're going to run this chart and you're going to look at it and see these symbols and numbers and shapes and colors. And it's really difficult to know how to interpret that yourself. But there are, I like to think of three key aspects that people can identify right off the bat very easily, just without knowing anything about it, and then start to experiment with them. So the first is obviously your energy type. And so there's five different types, manifestors, generators, manifesting generators, projectors, and reflectors. And that's really your aura and how you exchange energy with the people around you. And each type comes with a strategy, which is how the universe essentially speaks to us and leaves these breadcrumbs for us to follow if we're actually paying attention and, you know, understanding how our energy is meant to interact with the world. And then the third thing is our our authority. And we all have a unique inner decision-making authority. And so it's never the mind. We think we make decisions from our minds, but that's really not how we're designed to do things. Our bodies are much more intelligent. And so, you know, for some people, like for you and I, we have a gut or a sacral response, which is like a pretty quick ability to give like a hell yes or a hell no, like when, when something comes to us to respond to. But then 50% of the population have what's called emotional authority, which means they they literally have like a mechanical energetic wave within their body that they need to just wait a little bit for that to settle and come to a place of neutrality before they can make a correct decision. So, you know, there's people out there like saying, this is how you make decisions. You know, don't wait longer than five minutes if you think about it too long or don't think at all. And there's just, you know, people out there sort of dictating these rules of decision making. But really what we know is just biologically, we are not all designed to make decisions in the same way. And so if, you know, just understanding your type 
your strategy, which goes right along with your type. It's the same for everybody. And then your authority can help you both understand how you're meant to sort of draw the things that are meant to you towards you or and then also how to decide whether they're correct. Because, you know, even as generators, things are going to come to us. We like to work. We like to build things and be excited about what we do. And when we can kind of sit in a place where we're sort of like waiting for things to come to us, and this is like 70% of the population, if you count manifesting generators as a generator type, we're sort of meant to slow down and wait. And what happens is like when we do that, things will come to us, but they may not always be the correct things. And that's at the point where you start to then pull in your authority and say, okay, like, am I getting a yes or am I getting a no? And literally for some people, it's a physical feeling for some people. You know, it's it's just kind of even asking yourself, do we want to eat this for dinner? And really, generators aren't we're not supposed to ask ourselves our own questions. But, you know, having somebody say to you, Mark, do you want pizza for dinner? And you're going to say, mm-hmm, or you're going to say, mm-mm. you know, and it's like you start to almost practice that with little things or like opening the refrigerator and kind of just like looking at different things and saying, do I want that or do I not want that? And you start to identify what that feels like. But really, for generators, we're meant to follow our energy. And so if we're not excited by something, It's usually telling us that it's not correct for us. And so just knowing these few things, it's going to vary for all the types. And then everybody's authority could vary, you know, regardless of what type you are. Unless you're a reflector, you're never really going to have the strategy is really just wait a lunar cycle and they don't really have authority. They have to kind of like ride it out and see. But for the most part, people are going to have a pretty um, specific way to make decisions and to know sort of how to like get yourself into the space where the things that are meant for you are going to come to you because only 8% of the population or like 8 to 10% are actually meant to go out and get things, you know, and like go out and initiate and they're manifestors. And so I think we're all taught, you know, to have this way of being where when you want something, you go and get it or you make this decision and you just do. And we're all meant to take, you know, like small steps, even if they maybe scare us a little bit. But at the same time, the majority of us are sort of supposed to have like a sign that it's the right thing for us to do. And so it's just starting to play around with that. And those few small things, which are really big things, can really, you know, change a lot and bring a lot of alignment for people. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a huge point you make. And, and just underlining that it's not, I mean, a lot of influencers out there have these specific strategies that we're all supposed to follow, this one size fits all. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, it, and it doesn't work for everyone based on what you learn in human design. The most important thing that I think you've taught me from the very beginning with us both being generators was that we are supposed to respond to what life gives us. And that was the biggest lesson for me on its own because up until that point, I was always trying to make things happen, make mm-hmm. things happen. And you know what it's like out there, the whole law yeah. of attraction stuff, you need to manifest this amazing life. And I know there's so many people out there frustrated because it's just not happening. And that's because they're not letting life unfold and then responding to it properly. How have you found that? I mean, 70% of the population are generators and that's the way they are supposed to live their life, isn't it? Yeah. And I mean, so manifesting generators are slightly different, but it's about like 35%, 35%, give or take of each. But yeah, as generators, like what we find, and again, it, especially as energetic beings, it's really, it's this sort of push pull is that we want to move and we want to do, but it's hard to find the right things for us to put our energy towards if we're not sort of waiting. And it doesn't mean you're like waiting for somebody to knock on your door and say, oh, Mark, it's time to start a podcast. But it could have been like you and I meeting and having this conversation and 
you telling me that this is something that you wanted to do and me saying, oh my gosh, Mark, like this is such an interesting, you know, the way you're bringing these, these topics together and the type of people you want to talk to, that's something to respond to. So sometimes yeah. it's even just being with other people where, you know, for me, it's like working in PR, it's listening to podcasts. I get ideas all the time. And it's not, doesn't mean that I take that idea and, and duplicate it, but it sparks something in my mind that then tells me, oh yeah, like here's an idea. And even it could be completely unrelated, but they're just these things that sort of pop into your field where you start to then, you know, it, it kind of sets you off down a path. It feels very counterintuitive to a lot of people to like wait to go. But I think we, we almost speed up by slowing down. And I've just seen like the amazing number of synchronicities that have come into my life by just taking a pause as hard as that feels sometimes. But generators also have like this thing, you know, where we kind of hit a plateau where things can feel like stuck sometimes. And it's also like for me, it's been learning that when I'm in that place, it usually means something big is about to happen. Like I'm getting ready to, to spring forward, but I feel very stuck. I've been doing this for a few years now, but when you start to find your ways of identifying it and start to like put these patterns out for yourself that then you can know it just makes everything a lot easier. And what I'll say is it takes pressure off of us too, to figure it out. Yeah, definitely. What would you say is the, the single biggest reason that someone would want to explore their own human design chart? Yeah. I mean, I'll say this, a lot of people, like when I first tell them about human design, you know, they'll say, oh, well, this is just telling you who you are or who you're supposed to be. It's just another form of conditioning. But I, that's not the case at all. I always say like it, it's not a dogma in any way, shape or form. For me, what it does is it, sh it it shows me things that I've always felt about myself. Like I've either pushed them down or not believe, you know, like not believe them or I've judged them. And what it does is it brings these things to light. And most people, even skeptical ones, resonate with their chart pretty strongly when somebody starts to tell them like, how do you know these things about me? But really what it does is it it gives us permission to be our most authentic selves in a way that we probably thought was wrong. You know, we wish we're like other people or we wish we had the skills that they have, but it really helps us see our own natural gifts and talents and potential. And it just lets us stop comparing ourselves to other people. I know we're all perfect. And like, I always use the analogy, we're all these pieces of a puzzle. And if we try to be somebody else's piece, the puzzle's never going to fit together. And so it's almost like by being our most individual self and loving and accepting ourselves for who that person is and what we came here to do, it's actually what makes the world a better place one person at a time because we're being the piece that we're meant to be instead of all trying to be the same. And that just also then creates this like, in kind of like a paradoxical way, this like more beautiful whole that we all kind of can fit together and still maintain our individuality. Yeah, definitely. And Amanda, tell us about your your personal backstory. What was life like before you came across human design and how did it even come in your path in the first place? I think we all wake up in different ways, right? Like some people through their relationships or, you know, like a tragedy or like for me, it was always my career that sparked this like desire for change in my life. Like I always just had this dissatisfaction, which I guess as a generator is not surprising because we're meant to love the work that we do. But, you know, I had this like really amazing 25 year PR career working in pharmaceuticals, like for three of the biggest global companies. And then for 17 years as an independent consultant and the year I turned 30, I, I, you know, moved into consulting and that helped for a while. Like I was really just dissatisfied. I didn't, didn't like the industry really. It just, you know, but it like, on paper, it looked really awesome and I was making a lot of money. And so 
you know, it's hard to kind of let go some of that cognitive dissonance is like, how could you be dissatisfied with this? I felt ungrateful. But, you know, consulting gave me a lot more autonomy and freedom, which sort of balanced it out. And I did that, you know, like from like for probably around maybe almost 10 years after my corporate experience, you know, and, and like about five or six years ago, I ended up taking on this humongous project and it just took all that freedom that I loved away from me. And it brought back like this kind of feelings of suffocation. Long story short, kind of like in the middle of this, probably around 2018 or 2019, I kind of started to wake up and question like, why am I still doing all of this when it's making me so unhappy? We have these thoughts like we'll never figure out anything better or like, you know, why would I again, like, why am I questioning this? And so in 2020, I found human design and I really kind of started to learn more about it and just kind of like dabbled in experimenting with it myself. And then about a year later, I really dove in deep and started following my strategy and authority. And like literally within like a few months of that. The client that was like making me feel very suffocated, the project, I should say the client was acquired and the project like went away overnight. So it was like, talk about, you know, something to respond to. And so at that point, I made the choice to to just take a break. And like, you know, it was either go, you know, take on another project within the consulting firm that I worked for or take time off. And I really had this like battle with myself about whether or not to do that. But I ultimately just like I listened to my sacral and stopped letting my mind try to tell me that was wrong. And I took about nine months off. And, you know, instead of like running around and doing all the time, I really just like kind of focused inside and slowed down. And I just like could be for the first time in so many years of my life. And it really just it changed everything for me. And so that's really what kind of convinced me that this was like the modality for me that was going to kind of help me catapult to the next stage. Yeah, amazing. Uh, do you have some examples that the the impact that human design has had in your life in terms of applying some of the teachings that you've gotten from it? How how has that impacted different aspects of your life? Yeah. So I mean I talked a lot about this like the slowing down and there's so many places in my chart that are telling me to slow down. And I never have been like the kind of person that really takes, you know, does well with that. Like I like to always be doing something. But like I said, like when I slowed down, these synchronicities just started to appear. And so like that changed so much for me. And then even like looking at certain health issues that I experienced, there's a placement in our chart uh, in like the Gene Keys calls it our radiance. And it's what keep us, keeps us healthy and balanced. And mine is about knowing what to keep and knowing what to let go. And so when I look at that in terms of my career and how impactful that was, I see how it both created health issues for me when I was in the thick of it. But then when I was able to sort of release that that aspect of my work that didn't feel good, and then like I've even since taken a little bit of it back on, like I still kind of have my finger in that world. But like all of these health issues that I experienced just like you would say otherwise, like miraculously resolved on their own. But when I made those choices to, to, you know, let go of a lot of those things, it really had this amazing impact. And, you know, relationships, of course, like just even being free to accept ourselves, but also the other people around us and like understanding how their energy is meant to work and that we're all different. I, and then like, I mean, I could talk about this all day, but like parenting. And I mean, you and I have talked about this before too, just how, you know, like there's so many ways we're conditioned and we could condition our children into being someone that they're not naturally designed to be. And human design really lets us appreciate our kids and nurture them for who they are and empower them to just love themselves and accept themselves and follow their natural gifts so that, you know, hopefully someday they don't have to do a lot of the deconditioning that we had to do. <laughs> that we can save them some of that. 
Or, I mean, so I could give you like a million different examples, but like they're really the big ones that I, you know, and they're, they're probably the biggest things that you could look to in life and hope to see some positive change. Let's now talk about human design and how you use it to help business owners because your business, Curate Your Soul, was all about helping people implement their own human design, their, their specific learnings from their charts into their business and basically figure out the direction they're going in. Tell us all about that. It's funny. I don't use human design in a life coaching like like way, but I saw how much it helped me. And so I started to think about, you know, like as I was in this space, so I'll like back up just for like a second, you know, I started talking to people just as I did my own self-development, not from a business perspective at all. It was never really my intention to, you know, or like, even though it would have been my hope, I didn't see myself moving my PR here. But, you know, I found all these entrepreneurs and coaches, like they were super frustrated because they felt like they were, and I say frustrated, they probably were like bitter and mad and all the other different not self types. You know, they started these businesses to help people. And they were being sort of like pushed into spending all this time marketing their business. And it was kind of like, this isn't what I signed up for. And then I think to your, you know, you made this point earlier, like there's so much of this one size fits all, whether it's in life or business. And, you know, they were given these directions, like create these marketing funnels, send 10 emails a day, post this many times on social media. And it can work for some people, but it doesn't work for everybody. And they were feeling very drained and had all this life sucked out of them. And so like they also were then feeling though, like, how do I compete? There's all these people out here doing the same work. How do I stand out? And I started to think, well, you know what? Like maybe if they do PR in a way that's really energetically aligned for them and personalize it instead of just like saying what they think they should say to attract their customers, like maybe there's this. So this idea started to form for me. And, you know, like, and then as I learned more about the gene keys, it sort of became the gene keys provide like the content, I'd say, and the, the words that we kind of feel but don't have or maybe never would have owned confidently before understanding that they were words that really are ours and themes of our lives or our gifts. And then the human design becomes the energetics of it, where it's like, how do you communicate in a way that aligns with your type and like these other aspects of your chart that then don't repel people, but if anything, draw them towards you. And so you know, now like I help these people, like when I look at my vocation in my chart, it's literally about creating magnetism for people through strategy and helping them see that they have something that's like really valuable and interesting to share where they may have looked at themselves as dull or ordinary before. So I, you know, like that's, that's what I do is I help people literally get out there and feel confident doing it. And then I also partner with my amazing friend, Jess Babaco to teach a messaging and PR by design course. And so we work with entrepreneurs to unlock their messaging in like a much deeper way. It's sort of like this beautiful combination of like self-work and business work and helping them, you know, articulate their messaging and then giving them ways to apply it practically to all areas of the business. So it could be social media, you know, sales pages, PR. And then we also teach them how to get out there and pitch too. I'm so proud of what we co-created together and we just finished the beta run of the course and we're going to launch it again soon. And it was just so much fun. I mean, we had all different kinds of entrepreneurs too. We had hairstylists and nutritionists, veterinarian coaches people that worked in human resources. And so it just showed that this work can be applied to any type of entrepreneurial initiative. It doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, like woo or spiritual, you know, but people that really want to go deeper and, you know, like share the, the heart behind their business and the true mission behind it. There's really an opportunity to get out there and do it in a like a very, very personal way that I think makes them that much more magnetic. Now, let's dive into chart reading, unpacking human design charts. So firstly, let's look at your chart and some of the 
key areas within that that have basically illuminated the path for you and, and highlighted the direction you should be going in. Yeah, I mean, there's so many things that I have learned. Like, I, I'll talk about mine a little, but I'd rather spend more time on yours because I've pro- talked a lot about myself. But what I start to find is the more we dive into this and you have to sort of tackle it in manageable bites, but you start to see themes come to light. And what I started to see were like a lot of different themes that were really interesting for me. And it it helped me to accept things about myself that I really judged. Like I have a really hard time keeping a schedule or a routine. And I've always judged myself for that. It's like, you know, what you should get up and journal and you should meditate and you should drink your coffee at the same time and eat at the same time. As I started to look at my chart and learn more, you know, I have this channel in my chart where it's like, it's it's the 515. And there's one piece of it that is telling me to be very structured and the other piece is telling me, and it's actually the other piece is my vocation, which is like sort of the work you're here to do in your in the world and your core wound. And it's basically, it's it's the same one that that is about magnetism that I relate to PR, but it's also a lot about being in line with the frequency of the earth, of the Schumann resonance. And so it's like literally saying, you're never going to have the same rhythm every day. And you are going to, going to just have to like go with the flow of life. And when you do that, then you actually magnetize the things that are meant for you. And so for me, I have just found so much value in really waiting for things and trusting my timing, like knowing that I have the sense of timing that even when I think I'm late, I'm not. This just happened last week. We were going, we had a family lunch and my husband and I got our signals crossed and the time's wrong and, and he was late getting home. And I'm like, we have to leave. We're going to be late. We got there right on time. Like they had just sat down. They were all 30 minutes late. So it's like, you know, like I have this weird. So, so I, I usually would have freaked out about that, but I was like, you know what? We get there when we get there. We can't do anything about it. And it all works out. So it's like you start to see these little, again, like these little signs that you're on the right path and you're like following what you need to follow. For me, just knowing that, um, I need people like and I need the right people on the line for when I first learned my design, it said that I had this you know line in my profile called the networker. And I'm like, oh, God, I hate networking. You know, I don't want to like do this for 25 years and pharma. I never wanted to go into a room and talk to people where now, you know, that I'm in an area that's aligned for me. I can't get enough of meeting people and talking to people and becoming friends with people. You know, I wish I had more time to do that. So it's, you know, again, like understanding it's about being in the right environment with the right people. And so there's just so many, so many examples, even from understanding how, you know, like when I'm around people that are very angry or emotional because I have an open solar plexus, like I feel that so much more than even the person does. And you have the same thing. Being around someone with emotional authority can amplify feelings in you where they're just kind of working through their emotions, but we can feel those things more strongly. Um, but let's talk about your chart and then we can, like, I can probably color in some of these other things as we go. So is there anywhere you want to start or? No, no, I'll just let listeners know that my type's a generator, three, five generator. I know basically the, the bare minimum, but even just with those small pieces of information, they've been quite big for me. But uh, mm-hmm. it would be good if you could dive in a little bit more and explain about the stuff that that, you, that stood out to you and that we've chatted quite a lot about. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the biggest things, especially as a line three, and you obviously have this like in a very prominent place in your chart, and and also what the, the gate, like the numbers that are in those line three. So... There's four things at the top of your chart, two on each side. It's it's known in human design as your incarnation cross. 
And the gene keys, we look at it as it's called the genius sequence or the activation sequence. So when it's sort of your, it's also your core stability. So it's like the things you, the biggest energies in your chart and the things that you need to feel grounded and stable in your life. And so, you know, like I think about some of the first conversations we had when you talked about like, you're like, oh, but like I'm nervous to speak or I'm nervous, you know, and I look at where your, like the two placements on the left, which is your life's work and your evolution, which is what challenges you. They literally connect your, your Ajna, which is your mind to your throat. And we talked, you know, like you and, and I have the same channel. They're not as prominent in my chart, but like we talked a lot about that because it's just so interesting because I think like we, like something that you and I both had to learn is we want to make things simple, but sometimes like our minds can actually make them feel more complicated. And it's trying to find that channel of trust to allow what wants to come out, but also knowing that we have to do it in the right timing or people are not going to understand. They call this channel the freak to genius channel because it's one of these things where like if it comes out in the wrong timing or the wrong way, people literally could think that we're, you know, like wackadoodles <laughs> or they could think that we are so forward thinking and genius about the things that we're talking about, like whether it's human design, even for me, and I'm sure you experience this too, because like you have, you know, a lot of interest in alternative health modalities. You probably are careful about where you share the certain things because you know when and where the right audience is or the right yeah. timing with certain people. Something you may not have said to somebody a month ago, a month they might later they might be ready to hear it. And it's similar for me with human design. So there's like sort of knowing some of these energies in ourselves. But for you, what's really interesting to me, so when I look at where they're placed in your chart, you know, as your life's work, you literally are now bringing these messages to people in a simple way. And, you know, knowing what's true for you, like where you're being led and what you want to share with people. And also like knowing that now's your time to get out there. But then when you balance it with the, with what would be your evolution, which is also about like breakthrough, right? For you, it's bringing people to a place of understanding and, and having these insights and the ability to know that what we're told and what our, our minds always think is not always the truth and that we, we, should trust ourselves and our bodies in a way that I think we're not really taught to do or encouraged to do. And a lot of the answers that we need are inside of us. And so, you know, like that's something that, that for you could have been a challenge in your life and like getting to that point, like with your health struggles. But then at the same time, like you've used that to then bolster your life's work. And so when you look at that and how those two pieces of energy play together, it just kind of shows that you're exactly where you're meant to be. When I look at your vocation, it's in the gift of intuition and it moves from unease to intuition. There's these very big themes that move through your sequences. And a lot for you is about trusting yourself and your intuition mm. and knowing that, you know, your body is way more intelligent and that sometimes letting go of what's in the mind is what brings us to these like huge breakthroughs in our lives. Mm. And then looking at your line three is, you know, so cool because for you, your life is all about change and experience. And it's, less about the end result and more about the journey. And so like for a lot of line threes, like it feels really hard when people like I'll say to them, you know, you're meant to share what went what went wrong. Right. And like when I say that with quotes, because there's really nothing that's wrong, like there is no failure or success. It's really for you about the wisdom you gain and the wisdom that you can share. And so, you know, I, I think I said this to you pretty early on too, like the more you share about like some of your struggles, like and do it, you know, you do it in a lighthearted way. It's not like this like pity pity party or poor me it's like you know you can look back and laugh at it and that's very much a keynote of the line three two is like being able to take a lighthearted view but say 
I want to share these things so you can learn from my experience and the wisdom that I've gained along the way. We're so powerful ourselves. Mm -hmm. However, at the same time, like we need to also be in flow with the the greater energy around us. And when we can do that, we're putting ourselves in the space where we can let things come into us. And I think, you know, when we start to see that it actually does work that way, it almost becomes innate at some point because it's like our conditioning changes. And now we subconsciously know that we can kind of lean into this, you know, and it, it's very freeing. And that, that's what I love the most. Yeah. I, I don't think I've asked you this before, but have you read the book, The Surrender Experiment? You, you know what? No, but this is the second time now I've heard this book this week. And so that's oh, my really? sign. To, I'm writing it. Oh, really? no, the, the, side. Do you know what? Since I've learned all this stuff, it really reminds me of this book, The Surrender Experiments, by a guy, Michael Singer. In that book, he goes through life and just, he basically just says yes to whatever comes his way. Uh-huh. And he basically surrenders to life. And I remember reading it at the time. I was like, that is the way life should be. That, that I mean, mm-hmm. But then at the same time, my mind gets in the way and it says, yeah. well, wait a minute. That's like a fairy tale. That's not you. That's, this is some spiritual guy away up there. Mm-hmm. But then once you start delving into your own human design and you understand what you're doing and you let life flow and you do start responding and mm-hmm. going in alignment with your strategy, that is the, the way it's meant to work. Oh, yeah. And it, and it is. And really, I mean, I th- it's funny. So I'm going to check this book out because it's literally the second. I either heard it on a podcast the other day and now you brought it up to me too. So it's telling me there's a reason I need to read it. But, you know, like I learned... um just the value of surrender in general right after I left my consulting role because there was like a period in time right after that. I mean, luckily, you know, my husband has a great job, but there was like a chance that he was going to lose his job right after I'd given up like my very lucrative consulting work. And, you know, like the first thing you do is start to say, okay, well, I'm going to reach out and get on it. You know, they'll put me on a new project. I can start on on Monday. And like something just said to me, just stop, like just stop for a minute and just wait, like there's a reason you've been led here to take this break. You cannot just give it up so easily. In my chart, I actually have a split, which means like the center, the defined centers don't all talk to each other. And it's like between my head and my sacral. So like, it's very easy for me to let like my mind, like that's why I kind of feel like I always have this constant like gut mind battle going on, right? Because they're not like completely connected. And I was like, you know what? Don't do anything for a week. Like just give it a week. And like within a week, the situation was resolved. It was like me just saying like, I don't need to figure this out today and surrendering. It's like they say, God's never given me more on a given day than I've been able to handle. And that's what I tell myself. So when things feel overwhelming, I just, you know, like if I stop and just follow my energy, it's going to lead me to the right place and forcing myself to do something that I don't want to do, right? You look back a month later, like I shouldn't have done that and I had to redo it or I never needed it, but it just felt good to cross it off my list. And so, you know, like kind of just surrendering in general to like what comes into our field, I think can be just a really life-changing experiment. We're getting close to the end of the conversation now, which I have loved, by the way. Let's wrap things up with basically some pieces of advice for anyone who's interested in what we've been talking about today. And and say, for example, they want to dive into human design. How would they get started with it? And what pieces of advice do you have for them? Yeah. So I would run your chart and you can do that at my website, which is curateyoursoul.com. And you're going to find your big three on there. So it's going to be your type, your strategy, and your authority. You can find so much information online. Um, 
Emma Dunwoody, who's actually one of my PR clients that I do PR for. She has an amazing podcast called the Human Design Podcast, where you can literally like take each element of those elements and go find the episode and listen to it and, you know, start to learn. Like if you sign up on for her email list too, like she also will send you customized information. I'm not really a human design coach. And so I don't offer that information. If you want to know about it for PR, I definitely can help you. But really like she's a great resource, I think, for people that are just starting out. So learn your big three. Check out Emma. Google is your friend. I mean, the thing about human design, I'll just say quickly too, is that there's so many different perspectives on it. It's not this exact science because there's like this spectrum of energy that exists within each element of the chart and in each individual element of your chart. And so sometimes listening to different people can give you different insights and ahas. And like sometimes something that doesn't hit with one person can land when you hear it again from somebody else. And so I just like would say explore because there's, there's, you know, so many resources, but not really, there's not one core place to go and get the information. And I think that's kind of probably what makes it a little bit challenging for people. Okay, cool. Let's wrap this up right now. And I'm just going to say live on air. I'm going to visit you in Philadelphia at some point and you need yeah. to take, you need to take me to this Rocky Balboa statue. Oh yeah. We can go to the art museum. You can run up the steps. Love it. I love it. Okay guys, thanks for tuning in to that awesome episode with Amanda. And if you're interested in learning more or working with Amanda, she is currently offering an upcoming 8-week live group experience which starts on June the 13th. And that's for entrepreneurs and business people who want to learn how to use human design and the gene keys in their business messaging and promotion to really take your business to the next level. You can learn more about that at Amanda's website, which is curateyoursoul.com forward slash curate dash your dash genius. The link will be in the show notes below this episode. And self-optimized listeners can access the early bird cheaper rate by mentioning self-optimized in the referral section of the application form. Okay, see you in the next episode.